Welcome, everyone. It's episode eight officially of Smoke Out with Shelly and SJ, OnlyFans and Patreon show. Exclusive to OnlyFans and Patreon. Both are forward slash Shelly SJ Smokeout. But we have our own domain name now, thanks to Shelly. Uh, it goes to a link tree, which has our links to all the places you can, you can subscribe, all of our social media stuff, which right now is only Twitter and Instagram. There may be more, but I don't know about all that. I was thinking about a YouTube channel, but eh, it sounds bad. It sounds like a bad idea. Also, uh, links to my website and Shelly's website as well. All of that, ShellySJSmokeout.com, which if I'm doing my job right, when I put it on the graphics on later, you'll see right below easily so you can find it. I'm, of course, Stoner Jesus. I do various things on interwebs, podcasts, video shows, all that jazz. Of course, she is Shelly Martinez, model, content creator, pro wrestler, all of that jazz. And this is the show we do. Hopefully you'll subscribe and join us and enjoy. When you subscribe, of course, you get all the shows on video and you get exclusive access to the Zoom sessions like this where we do the show. You can join us, medicate, bake, blaze up, ask questions, participate, whatever. Shelly, how are things in uh, your area of the world? First of all, there's craziness happening right now. <laughs> and... Um, I woke up this morning with a really bad sore throat. Oh. And for the last couple of days, something that I told my sister, I was like, I hope I'm not one of these people, like, because I'm thinking about my wrestling career and the different things that I've done to my body during wrestling. And I was like, dude, I hope I'm not one of those people that, like, when I get older, I get, like, vertigo or something weird like that. Because for a few days, I feel like, earthquakes happening and it's not oh wow <laughs> so when i woke up with a sore throat this morning i was like oh no um i worked this morning a little bit and then at about 12 31 o'clock i was like dude i think i just need to lay down and i think it's um official i'm sick <laughs> i'm <sucks>. sick <laughs> i hope everything's fine um if things don't get better of course i'll have to go and get tested this is that day and age we live in so there's that and then um <clears throat> you know downtown la right now is a wreck because of mm -hmm. all the craziness that's going on um yeah dude it's just a weird day and weird. i had i have immunity issues like my whole life so that's why I'm not like, oh my gosh, do I have COVID? Oh, da, 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 because this happens to me, you know, and because of my immunity issues and the things I got going on, sometimes like it'll seem like I'm getting sick and I'll be like cold for like a couple of days and then I'm good. So I'm just hoping it's one of those things that's nothing more serious. Um, so yeah, I'm just trying my best right now. <laughs> See what a trooper Shelly is for oh. you subscribers getting on here tonight. Trying no. my best. And then that's why I didn't care that for dinner, I got a beyond famous star with cheese and fries from the good old Carl's jr. Cause I was like, dude, I don't even care. <laughs> Carbs. What? Oh, well, yeah. oh, well, <laughs> uh, we're certainly not a, a political show by any stress of the imagination, but events of the day have been extra crazy. And there's always something crazy going on, but today, well, this notched it up just a tad, uh, but hopefully we can bring you some entertainment and some lightheartedness and whatnot and some. Yeah, riffs. let's do that. That always I haven't, helps. 
I haven't smoked in a little bit. So when I text you and I was like, Hey, can we do it? Like a half hour later, I literally had just woke up from my nap. I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, I can't because I, I scheduled it to where like at four 30, I was going to like get myself together, you know? And then when fourth, my alarm went off at four 30, I was like, there's no way I can get myself <laughs> together. I just needed an extra 30. Hey, whatever it takes. So we're here for you. The subscribers we're pushing through. Pushing through. Well, if people want to um, just kind of watch and zone out and not think about the craziness, <coughs> right before we went live <coughs> or recording with each other, <coughs> I got a, I got a, um, hold on a second. I got a message on Twitter, a tweet rather. Let me see her. Let me get back into it. Oh, yeah, was yeah, it Macaulay Culkin, hopefully? And I thought it was really interesting. I was like, no, <laughs> I wish. I wish it was. Damn it. Come on, Macaulay. Killing us. I still wish it was. Where? Well, come on, Macaulay. Look, I could have easily just been like, I can't do the show today, but I showed up. That shows my dedication, Macaulay. So right. that has to mean something. Hit up Stoner Jesus. Nothing from David Arquette yet either, so... Well, well, you know, we'll we'll get him. We'll get him, <laughs> dude. What Very disappointing so far when it comes to the direct messages. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're stuck up like me about the DMs. Maybe no Lorena Bobbitt, no OJ, no nothing, just nothing. Uh, OJ. Okay, no so um, <laughs> on Twitter, this fellow—I don't even know how to say his handle. I don't know how to pronounce it right, but Brian with a Y is what it says. And it says at Shelly from Cali. From a lot of shoot interviews I've watched, why do you always end up in the hoe bag? And my reply was, shrug, only one I knew of was Maria. Now, it's so crazy, and the only reason why I bring this up is because literally before we got on here, this person wrote me this. As I have mentioned to you before, there are these videos called shoot videos, interviews that the wrestlers do, and they, they as they say in the wrestling business, break kayfabe, they, they tell secrets, they tell you the cheese uh, man. So <clears throat> years ago, there was a girl named Maria Canellis, and she put me, I heard she put me in the hoe bag. And I was like, what's a hoe bag? So I watched the video, of course, and the interviewer has a bunch of names that he like sh gives her. And it's either they go in the hoe bag or I forgot what the other alternative was, meaning that they're okay. Well, she makes this weird face and goes, uh, and then puts me in the hoe bag. And I thought wow. it was really weird because back in the day, I used to like Maria a lot. Like, I liked her a lot. When I went to OVW, um, I, the first time before I was under contract, WWE sent me there with a couple other girls and a bunch of girls from the Diva Search that didn't make it um, through the Diva Search. They've been eliminated. But they were girls that they were like, hey, we, we can use them. They got some potential. Maria was one of them. So that's the first time I met Maria. And I liked her a lot. I liked uh, her vibe and everything. <clears throat> and then when I went to OVW, I went into it with the energy that I liked her when I was hired there. And um, she was just really weird to me. And I thought at first it was just me, but then other people would kind of make cracks at her and I'd hear it like from the other room or whatever. And um, like, I remember one time there's this uh, fellow Nova from the old ECW. Uh, when I was in, 
Kentucky, he was no longer doing the wrestling, but he was like an agent guy or whatever. So he would be there a lot. And I remember one time he's like, are you tagging with Shelly Martinez tonight? Why do you have her clothes on? Like, it was this whole thing where I would hear these things. So I would confront her. I would be like, what's your problem with me? And she would say, I don't have a problem. Like it was always, I don't have a problem. I've confronted Maria so many times. She has always, always told me, looked me in the eye that she has no issues with me. But I don't think she's realized that things that she has said about me has gotten back to me. And not only that, but I had a boyfriend when I first got to OVW and she was really weird. Like she would hug him and kind of give me this like look to see if I was watching when she would hug him. So it was just weird. I didn't understand. And then she ended up dating CM Punk, who at the time I had a huge crush on. I thought we were like a perfect couple because of like the things that we liked, horror, music, you know, things, things outside of wrestling. So I was like, why do you care about me? You're the one that got the guy that like I secretly wanted. So like go for it like whatever leave me alone and then again I'd ask her I'd ask her I'd ask her and then one time she was like being in my opinion I felt very shady and again that was like my last straw with her and I was like whatever so when I saw this whole bag thing I was like why is she putting me in a whole bag because I'm not gonna get into the details but the person I was talking about, about that when I bit my toenails and I was waiting for them, mm-hmm. well, she knew I was involved with him. And yet there was some kind of weirdness thing going. I don't know exactly, but there was definitely a weird thing going on between them during that time. So I was like, why am I in the hoe bag when you were the one that was doing shady things? Like, I should be the one that doesn't like you. And by the way, now I don't like you. And it's not because like I'm being catty. It's because I'm tired of asking you what your problem is with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, you know, when seeing that she put me in the whole bag, I was just like, <clears throat> does she just not have the balls to tell me what her problem is with me or just say, I don't know what it is. I just don't like you. Like, I don't know because I'm that type of person. I've told people not in an ugly way, but I'm like, you know what? I'm so sorry. Like about the things with the young bucks, I've told people to their faces, like, look, I don't really like you. I'm sorry. Like, I don't want to say like, I, so maybe I know a lot of people don't find it easy to do that, but so it just struck me as really weird, but I've never talked about it before because, and I'm going to tell you something throughout the years, People will tweet me about this. How come Maria puts you in the hoe bag? So it's something that's been on my mind a lot, not because I'm obsessing over it, but because people keep bringing it up. And so when this guy wrote that, I, when I wrote, I thought it was just Maria. It's like, well, who else put me in the hoe bag? And what's interesting is my hoe behavior, I guess you would say, especially in WWE, was... I guess I'm dumb and I believed guys when I thought I was going to be like their main girl or, you know, their girlfriend, or I was the only one they're going to be dating. And I got my heart broken a lot. So I don't understand why I'm in a hoe bag when I wasn't like going out to like hook up with people to advance my career. I wasn't going after people because, oh, that's the top guy right now. So I'm going to go after him. Anybody that I went after during my time in WWE was because I had feelings for them. And yeah, maybe it was a couple guys or whatever, but it's like, 
I wasn't going into it being a hoe or else I wouldn't have been sitting there crying over these dudes who led me on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's why I'm just like, why am I in the hoe bag exactly? So I'm not sure who else put me in the hoe bag, but I would love. So if uh, the listeners out there are watchers, viewers, if you guys want to do any investigating, because I don't care enough to do it, but I am curious. So if you've got some time on your hands, do some research and let me know who the hell else said that I was in the hoe bag because it's so weird. It's like, how was I a hoe when I was stage five clinger with every single dude I was trying to make my boyfriend? You know what I mean? We need a hoe bag search. Hoe bag search. Viewers out there. <laughs> Is this uh this Maria Chick? She on Twitter? Yeah. I have to get her handle. Find out what's up. What's the beef? <laughs> what's the beef, girl? <laughs> you know what's funny? Um, go for it. What she'll probably do is roll her eyes and be like, I can't believe Shelly still cared. Da, 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 da. That's what these girls that like, when things get brought up, they're like, oh, Shelly thinks nobody likes her. Or, oh, Shelly's, I've heard, oh, Shelly's paranoid and da, 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 da. It's like, no, dude, you guys are weird. I'm the type of person that if it comes up organically, I'm going to talk about that you're weird. You should be glad that I've never went and been one of these petty ass people that just go off emotion and then sat down on my own YouTube video. That's the thing. It's like these people, it's like, if I really wanted to get attention, when people say, Oh, she was just trying to get attention, dude, I would have been on my YouTube channel years ago doing my own shoot promos, telling people my stories, naming names, but that's yeah. not who I am. That I, my famous <clears throat> thing that I've told my fans is to me, it's not about the who it's about the what. Yeah, maybe I'll say it was a famous wrestler. But the reason why I say that is because I want people to know that sometimes the famous wrestler will think they can get away with something because they're a famous wrestler. But I'm not going to tell you who it is because that's ugly. Like, it's not about the who. It's about this is what happens. And so I feel like Maria, maybe, I don't know. I haven't talked to her in so many years. She could be a complete, she's a mother now. So that changes people sometimes. I don't know. I have zero. So like, whatever. But it's one of those things where it's like, I kind of feel that she would just get annoyed about it, think that I just obsess over it and can't get over it, and then gossip to somebody else. Can you believe Shelly said this? Oh, my God, that was so long ago. And it's like, yeah, exactly. I don't care because I've asked you so many times to your face and you deny it. But I'm tired of getting asked all the freaking time. <laughs> It doesn't go away. Like, it doesn't go away. And I was like, you know what? I don't feel good. My por my patience is short. I'm about to go on with the session. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah, putting somebody in the hoe bag doesn't sound like something that could be... It's not usually a compliment. Mm -mm. She wants to come on here and roll her eyes and, and all that stuff. Please do. Come on. You know, look for content, man. Come on. <laughs> come on here and just let Shelly have it. Just every problem you have with her, just let fly. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at the little dot right here. Look, people of the wrestling world, if you and I have a beef and you want to hash it out right here, no holes bar, brother, Come sister, on, scream let's at go. <laughs> let's go. Because the thing is, is I'm not looking for confrontation. I'm looking for closure. So if anyone out there is willing to come on here, hang out with us, and talk about what your problem is with me, why you don't like me, why you think I've wronged you or whatever, because maybe I have, and maybe you deserve an apology and I'd love to give that to you. So why don't you hit, if you're in that group, DM me. 
I will answer you. you so you don't want to go through stoner Jesus DM me, or if you rather DM him and set it all up and we just talk on here, let's do it. And I'm talking to exes too. You want to go, let's go. I'm not that saying fight, great. but Hey, you want to talk? I know some of you guys just run your mouth. You say your little lies. So if you want to talk about it, I am more than happy to get on here and share it. But if you want to talk about it um, privately and you're an ex, don't hit me up. Right. Be but if you, don't want to come, come on if you don't want to come on here and you're not an ex or somebody like that and you don't, still don't want to come on here but you want to talk about it, I'm still open to that as well. But uh, yeah, there you go. There's my little announcement for the day. Speaking <laughs> of... Uh... Well, I guess assholes on Twitter. Maybe we'll see what you have to say about it. Um, you sent me this screenshot a few days ago about this podcaster dude. Yes. Um, Mike McGee. I guess that's it. Uh, he said uh, the tweet you sent me said, "Wish you could find an hour to do an interview with me. I have real equipment and everything, <laughs> even a broadcasting degree." Um, my initial thoughts are equipment that's not gonna be bought on amazon i bought this microphone on amazon it was 100 bucks i've had it for like five years it's it sounds crystal clear it's like i'm in the room with you a broadcasting degree i don't know that was probably not the great greatest choice but you know it is what it is uh, i do not for full disclosure have a broadcasting degree i actually have a degree in electronics engineering which is <laughs> no good at all <laughs> um so what's up with uh what's up with mike mcgee well, not to be um, not to be mistaken for Brian McGee, because me and Brian McGee, we go way back. I don't know if you know Brian McGee. When he was 23, he used that, uh, you know, fake license over there in Springfield, USA. But anyways, just a little <laughs> trivia out there for all my Simpson lovers. I was Brian <laughs> McGee. So here's the thing. This fellow has hit me up on the Twitter more than a couple of times asking to be on his podcast. Now, when he first hit me up, I was actually down to do it. But the reason why I didn't is because I had so many things going on, like with my own content and things like that, that I didn't want to commit to something that I knew maybe I wouldn't be able to see through. So I just didn't want to do that. I don't want to reschedule or like whatever, whatever. If I say I'm going to do the podcast interview, I want to be like, let's do it. So um, I told him not yet or not right now. And then every time he's asked me, um, which was to his credit, just like a, a little handful of times throughout, you know, the last couple of years. So it was nothing that really annoyed me or anything. But when he last asked me, which was. Right, right before we did our first session here, and you and I already discussed that we were going to do this. So in my mind, I was like, okay, I have Shelly alive. I'm going to do this thing with Stoner Jesus. I, so I want to just focus on if people want to hear me on like some kind of podcast or video cast format. For now, I just want to do those and I want to push those. And then later, you know, when I got that going, then I can go do other things. So he hit me up again and I was just like, dude, I keep telling this guy that I'll let him know, you know? And so 
instead of replying back to him exactly what I just told you, I thought I started to, I started to type it. And then I thought, I don't have to explain myself to this guy. I've told him over and over, no, get the hint. I'm not sure if that's not taught when you go to broadcasting school or whatever to get your degree, but I'm pretty sure there's certain etiquette that you should follow. So once I started to see more and more that he didn't have that etiquette, he went into a group of people that I put in my head, which are people who do not follow directions. And the reason why I don't like that is because typically I find that people who don't follow directions don't care. They think they can just do whatever they want, however they want, because it's all about them and whatever. And I, it, that rubs me so wrong. So he went into that group and then he wrote that tweet and I was like, oh my gosh, you, do you really think that this makes me want to go be on your podcast now? So now totally. like if this, if this guy watches it, I'm sorry, Miggy, but after that tweet, that rubbed me so wrong. Now I'm now I'm not saying no, not right now. Now I'm saying no. I won't do your podcast. So he was probably and, thinking. He's probably thinking. Well, Shelly thinks that I one. I don't have good equipment and real equipment, and that's a problem. And two, she's completely unaware that I have a broadcasting degree. These two things together, she's gonna see this tweet and be like, "Yep, you know what? Screw it, Brian McGee." Your show is on. <laughs> he wishes he was Brian McGee. Here's the thing. So it's like, and I went to go right back before I sent you that, that screenshot. I went to write him and then I deleted it <laughs> because at the moment I was just like, oh my gosh, this guy, like, what is he thinking? But then I thought, you know what, whatever it is, I don't want to hurt his feelings. And I'm not by any means going to direct message him. So the only way I'm going to be able to write this to him is people will be able to see it. And I'm somebody who people, they don't just go on my timeline like that. Like, you know, these are the things I'm tweeting, but if I'm having conversations with people, people go through my whole thing. So honestly, the reason why I deleted it was because I didn't want him to put him on blast. And then all my, um, what should I call them? All of my like minions out there <laughs> go after this guy. And then some of them are very rough around the edges. I didn't want his feelings to get hurt. So I literally deleted what I was going to write to him because I didn't want to hurt him, you know, in any way, shape or form. But I sent you the screenshot because I was like, let's talk about this because you have been doing you know, podcasting and all this stuff for so long you've been in the, and I was just like curious to hear what your opinion of that little story is, because I know what it is in my head, but I want to hear yours specifically because a, you know, we're here talking about it, but B, because you have been doing interviewing people, seeking people out, you know, doing different things. So what do you think about it? Well, I've lost count of how many celebrities I've written on Twitter or Instagram or elsewhere big celebrities, people that are way out of my league, whatever. I think, hey, they may look at my Twitter. They'll see what used to be 150,000. Now it's a little under 133,000. I think, hey, that might be worth my time to do. That's great. I'll give it a shot. 80% of them, no response whatsoever. And if I get no response once, then I'm just, I'm done. Um, now I, I have got some big gets, at least for me. Um, a lot of my favorite interviews was uh, 
One was John Dunsworth, who was Mr. Leahy in the Trailer Park Boys. Yes, oh my gosh. Uh, he was, he's just an awesome, awesome dude. It was an audio interview. Unfortunately, it was back before I did video. He was a real cool dude. Uh, rest in peace, uh, obviously. Um, Michael Rosenbaum, who was Lex Luthor in Smallville. I interviewed him a few years ago when uh, Impastor came out, which I thought was an underrated oh. show. I loved Impastor. Oh. And that sucked. <laughs> it was right when Impastor started. Uh, I had him on the show. Uh, I got 20 minutes with him. 10 minutes in, his reps were telling him, you got to get off there. Let's go. We got some, else, else, some other stuff to do. But um, he was a cool dude uh, as well. Uh, Tommy Chong's wife, I've talked to. Shelby. Um, some others. I've gotten shot down by a lot of people. Uh, recently, I interviewed one of the guys from Super Troopers, um, Eric Stolhansky, uh, Buck Angel, was recently. A lot of verified people on Twitter. But I've never... I don't think I've ever badgered any of them. If I write them and they express some interest, I'll say, okay, let's set something up. If I don't hear from them in a while, I'll give them one more, hey, you still interested in that interview? And if there's nothing after that, then, you know, it's cool. Like I said, 8%, I've got nothing from. But I take shots at just about anybody I think that would be an interesting conversation, hoping that, you know, a few will stick and a few have. I mean, the John Dunsworth thing, that took weeks and weeks of talking to the guy through SwearNet on Facebook and getting in front of, uh, hold of him. Because originally, <clears throat> I was going to get some of the guys, the actual Trailer Park Boys, the three main dudes. But they were in a lot of stuff, but they were making bongs and stuff. So I thought, hey, give it a shot. And uh, they were busy, but um, they said that uh, John Dunsworth is available. I said, absolutely. I love Mr. Leahy. And he's just a really interesting dude. There's videos of him on um, on YouTube. He uh, In his house in Maine, he built this huge seawall like by himself, like brick by brick. It's just really interesting stuff. But uh, yeah, badgering celebrities or whatever you want to call them, verified people on Twitter or stuff like that. It never works. They never get to a point where they're like, Hey, you know what? You annoying little fuck. Yes. I will do your podcast. You've written me 87 times. <laughs> yes. Finally, I will do the podcast. and I'll give you exposure and that'll be awesome. It doesn't work out that way. And, um, but you know, <clears throat> yeah, I, I they, they don't, I, I, I can't say what they cover in broadcasting school, but I would imagine the, uh, the messaging of celebrities is not one of those things. Some you just got to, you know, he's got to be a cool human being. I mean, these, these people are human beings too. Maybe they're more famous. They're a little busier. They have more money, whatever. But if they're cool, they'll be on your show. If they're not, well, it is what it is. Well, how about this? What's meant to be is meant to be. That's right. Like, that's what I have. Okay, I've been doing podcasts for over 10 years on and off, mm -hmm. right? I'm the same way. And I'm somebody that when I started podcasts, I had already been in T or WWE and TNA at some, at one point, but I was already in WWE. So I really try to take that name and that kind of like rub to like get into, get interviews with people that normally I wouldn't be able to. Yeah. And I've gotten some really cool interviews or I had some people do at least like, um, especially um, I used to have the thing fun time radio with my sister, Danielle, and, um, I worked on a little like short, um, comedy short that I did and Sean Astin was in it. So I worked with him and I took a shot. I was like, after our shoot was over, I was like, Hey, I have this podcast. Would you mind just saying like, you know, go to fun time? And he was like, yeah. And so I got, so like, I get it. I get it. And then, so if you want to talk about like Twitter numbers and like what you're saying, like, I felt like doing things like that, getting people like Sean Astin or whoever else to do these little, even if it wasn't a full interview, just these little um, promo bits for me. Mm. It was like 
my Twitter number was my resume. Like I was working on this set with him. He saw that I was nice enough. You know, we had a good time together. It was awesome for me. I love the Goonies. That's one of my favorite movies. So it was a huge deal for me to be able to work with him Um, and whatever. So it's like, that was my, my, Hey, and I got it. Right. So I get it, but I don't care how many, because here's the thing. It's true. The first time he hit me up, I went to the first thing I did was went to his profile to see. Mm-hmm. And I saw that he had hosts like different, like he was in radio and I was like, okay. And that's my talk right there. Like you are my vibe. If you're on radio, usually like, I will give people on radio more chances than anyone else because I love radio. That's why I've been doing podcasts forever. It's a passion of mine since I was a little girl. I love it. So to me, that's my, that's my vibe. So I was like, cool. Okay. That's why I was like, okay, not right now. But again, I don't have to explain myself or tell you what my plans are, what I'm doing. I don't even know you. So whatever. And, um, but then the, you know, little by little, the little, I just, and then when it was like, I wish you'd just give me an hour. It's like, well, you know what? My time's precious and you are not showing me right now that our vibes will mesh well, because I don't do well with people that Cause I'm a, I, I'm a pushy person to get what I want, but I know my boundaries. So if mm. you know, no boundaries, I don't, I butt heads with people like that. I really do. So that already tells me I'm not going to get along with you or you just want me <laughs> for your own agenda on your thing, which is, Oh, I got this girl, you know, I haven't really done interviews for a long time. You know what I mean? I pick and choose throughout the years who I've been doing my interviews with. So it just, it's really annoying. And there's this other guy, he, um, has done, apparently, um, he's had a bunch of different wrestlers. I think, I don't know if it's just female wrestlers he's had on, but I, it was mostly female wrestlers. If I remember correctly on his podcast. So the same thing, he hits me up. I was like, okay, not right now. And I was like, okay, maybe like, you know, okay, cool. Like, I really was like thinking about it. You know what I mean? And the fact that I tell these people and something that makes me feel confident in how I feel, and I'm not going to feel guilty about this is when you said 80% of the people you hit up, don't write you back. Even if I'm telling, you no, I'm at least taking the time and respecting you as a person to say no or not right now. And I think not right now is like, pretty positive it's not saying no it's like not right now like whatever I've even told one guy check back with me in a few months because that's where my life you know check back with me and he checked back with me I still craziness check back with me a couple more months and like so I that's fine but this other dude that had these a lot of these girls he kept he was just getting on my last nerve and the thing is is because people were hitting me up I said if you want me on your podcast go through my website fill out the thing there, whatever. So it was annoying me that this uh, McGee and this other guy I'm talking about, they did this at the same time a couple months back. They didn't do that. They tweeted me instead. And I just was like, I just said, if you want an interview with me to go to my contact page. So um, they didn't do that. And that's when McGee, that was his like, almost last straw but the last last straw was that that one I should do so there you go like that's what's up so this other dude he then says I pay 
I pay people. And then I didn't like that because I was like, so you think just because you're going to throw money at me that I'm going to be like, okay. And I get it. Some people will, but that's not me. That ain't me, honey. So I hit up my home girl, Francine. Shout out to Francine, queen of extreme. And I asked her, I was like, hey, this guy says that he had, um, he did something with you, blah, 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 blah. Um, what's his deal? Because he's really getting on my nerves, like with this whole like pushiness. And then she was like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you know, she was like, yeah, I did it. It was an easy gig, you know, whatever. He's nice enough. And I was like, I just don't like it, blah, blah, blah. She's like, let me talk to him. Let me like, let me figure this out for you. So she ends up being the middleman. And then when I'm like, okay, if Francine's saying I should do it, I'll do it. Just because Francine said, based on her experience, that is the only reason I was going to change my mind to work with this guy on his podcast. But my condition was he needs to go through her and then she will relay the info to me. Well, he didn't follow directions. So I, I muted him. I didn't block him because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. You see how I am. I don't want to, <laughs> these people disrupt my life, but I'm always like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. Um, so I muted him and I was just like, dude, like I, I can't with these people. So uh, it's so annoying, but to switch gears a little bit. I don't know why, but when you said that you interviewed John Dunsworth and Michael Rosenbaum, but wait, yeah. was it? Uh, Rosenbaum. Baum. There he yeah. is. I always mess up his name. Um, I got chills because I used to love Trailer Park Boys. Sadly, when it got later seasons, I was like, what yeah. is this? No. And because you know how I am, if I like something, I tweet about it. So I ended up becoming online friends with some of those people. One of them was Sarah. And I didn't realize a lot of them were wrestling fans. Like they, like mm. they, so some of them knew who I was. I was like, oh my gosh, like, like, <laughs> like Corey, shout out Corey. Like, it's like, dude, Corey, he's freaking awesome. Especially mm. because he does other things. He's a director. He, he puts yeah. out powerful content. So it's like, I got into know, I'm getting the chills again. I got into know these people through online, kind of like how my relationship with you started mm. just because I was like, I like your vibe. I like what you're putting out there. And, um, I just really was like, man, Mr. Leahy, like he's awesome. <laughs> and um, so there's that. And then when Impastor came out, that was when we talked about on the show before, when I was going through that, like I accepted that I had to let go of wrestling and all that. And I was all depressed. Mm. One of the things that I would binge watch was Impastor. And I was so into it because for many reasons, one from coming, growing up in the church, I was like, this is so how it is. <laughs> this is so how it is. And then the actress in me was like, every single person on this show is amazing at their role. Like amazing. Like, oh my gosh. And I'm really upset that it didn't continue. Cause again, I would tweet about it. So the impastor Twitter followed me back and we would converse. Yep. It was so awesome. <laughs> and, um, when it ended, I was like, I have to know what happened to Buddy. Like, you can't do this to me. I need to know what happened. But I guess we just never will. <laughs> yeah, it's a shame. It was a, it was a great show. <clears throat> uh, one last thought about uh, McGee. Oh, yeah. His Twitter uh, profile does not have his broadcasting degree on there. So that's unfortunate. It does say he's on the radio. 
and says he joined in January of last year. I'm not one of those people that's usually a snob about my Twitter followers unless I'm, you know, making fun of somebody or something who's like pissed me off. But to have 17 followers a year in and you're on the radio, I mean, I don't know. I mean, people don't want to listen to what you have to say. The people you're retweeting. I didn't even think about that. See, here's the thing. If McGee watches this, I didn't even know that because I literally just looked at his bio and i was like oh okay so that's how much of a chance i was trying to give mcgee until he asked it up because i didn't even realize that i didn't i was and that's something i usually look for but i was like oh okay cool like yeah yeah okay just not right now not right now oh, speaking yeah. of uh, followers update on the instagram follower battle between our show and shelly's foot club uh, I'm sad to say, for people who are rooting for Smoke Out with Shelly Neste, it's not going well. Is oh, going is that on? is that right? Uh, Smoke Out with Shelly Neste, we're stagnant now at 47 followers. Uh, for that, I blame you people for not, <laughs> for not doing your job. That's not focusing in. Oh, there we go. 47 followers. <laughs> Shelly Neste Smoke Out. That's also at ShellySteSmokeOut.com. A link to it if you want to check that out. And we go to Shelly's Foot Club. Uh, and she has shot out to a lead, a lead of 16 so far. Shelly's Foot Club, come on, focus there. Damn it, there we go. Now has 63 followers. Ooh. We're down 63 to 17. I was thinking earlier, since most of the stuff I post on our Instagram is just video clips of you talking about stuff or pictures of you, it's really a battle between Shelly's cleavage and Shelly's feet. I think it's a very interesting social experiment to see who wins. Right now we're getting stomped. And I'm not saying that you, you subscribers out there that you need to choose. You can follow both, obviously. <laughs> the rest of you people, I'm very disappointed. I was hoping this would be a big <laughs> battle. And it's already turning out not to be. And that's not fun. But it is what it is. You know, no, we just need to inform the masses. So yes. I got I got my wheel spinning. And I think it's time now that we've laid out the groundwork to really kick up this challenge. And um, that's exactly what I'm going to do tomorrow because today I'm done. Look at me. I'm a mess. I look like a wet chihuahua. I don't feel good. But tomorrow I have high hopes and I'm going to film some stuff to promote this challenge tomorrow. So there we go. Speaking yeah. of, um, cool stuff and announcements there is a giveaway going on on our twitter if you go tweet that like it or whatever if you're watching this you're probably already a subscriber unless i clip this out but others your free month and in uh of the our only fans subscriber uh, level and in two weeks we'll announce the winner right here on this show it'll be very exciting hopefully and i may start <laughs> stealing pictures of shelly's feet off of her instagram and posting on the show Instagram. <laughs> I'm not above that. <laughs> well, here's what I'm thinking. Since you said it's like the cleavage versus the foot. Yes. So I'm thinking I need to shoot some special photos. Hopefully they won't get flagged for the page with the cleavage. Some cleavage shots for the show. That's going to be one of the things that's going to change things up here. This, this channel. And we need to really put over, like when you post 
oh, let's see if this picture will, you know, get us <laughs> how many followers, whatever. Like we got to let people know because for two reasons, before today happened, we're still getting in the groove of these things. We've been, you know, you know, episode eight, mm-hmm. but we're still new. So people just need to know what we're doing. So now that today's happened, I think people are really looking for something to just like not think about something serious. So we, as Americans, we owe it to our country to do this challenge and um, just throw it out there to the people that they need to know that it's my boobs versus my feet. This is important. The election thing they have in November, that was dumb. Let's face it. This, This is what you need to be focused on. It is. It absolutely is. You're 100% right. It was dumb. But to see if my boobs or my feet win, like who, who's more popular, who's the winner, I think that's something that we mm-hmm. all should take very serious, you know? And I it promise right now that if I lose, if our show Instagram loses eventually, my followers and fans will not break into Shelly's house and ransack her drawers and tip things over and steal a podium from her home. At least I hope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some weirdos well, out we there. We shall see. There are some weirdos out there. Um, <laughs> some people I don't like one of them. losing. <laughs> and, Not a fan. Uh, I, I say game on. I say game right. on. And let's see what the, what the hell we can do here. But we just got to let the people know. We got to let the people know that this is a thing. Because people are looking for things right now because they're tired of the stupid things. Yes. They just don't know how important this is. No. How much secretly I have emotionally invested in winning. (laughs) (laughs) Very sad I'll be. If I don't, it'll be very, very awful. Um, Do an update, people who didn't see the clip. Also, I did promise we get 1,000 subscribers combined on Patreon and OnlyFans. I will get... The show logo, whatever that ends up being, tattooed on my foot, live, on the show. <clears throat> so get to it. Yes, get to it. Because if you're not clamoring it. for that, well, I, know. I mean, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm throwing everything against the wall and seeing what sticks. Come on, people. Work with me. What so, can I do that's, that's, that can add to that to entice these people? I gotta think of something. I was thinking of maybe some jackass type stunts, but I don't know. I don't have the fortitude for that. <laughs> <laughs> I break my collarbone the first one, and that would be it. Do the next six that months of shows on one of those big slings. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it does somebody here work my microphone. <laughs> no, no. See that would be a shame. Here's what I'll do. Once we once we get to a thousand, you're gonna get your tattoo. Mm-hmm. Mine's not as permanent, <laughs> but hopefully this will get um, some of the fellows in here. Once we get that on a separate, uh, like app, you know, you're gonna get your no no. We'll do it in the same thing. You'll get your tattoo, and then the grand finale after your tattoo before we reveal it. Like you'll get it done. But before you totally reveal the beauty of your tattoo, I will wear a, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Here we go. Because once you say it, you got to commit. It's being recorded. I know. 
I'll wear a whipped cream bikini top. So will I. <laughs> <laughs> now, if that don't do it, I'm just done. I'm just done with all of this done! garbage. Podcasts and video shows. Screw all you people. Done. <laughs> um, uh, since Shelly's feeling on the weather, I'm not going to belabor uh, the show. We've talked about a lot of awesome stuff. We've, the subscriber content has been unbelievable. In just the 45 minutes we've been recording, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you. And uh, so we're talking about celebrities and stuff. And you obviously you've worked with a lot of celebrities, but you also live in Southern California. So I'm sure just in public and in general, you see a lot of celebrities out. Are there any that you'd be willing to name that have just been super disappointing just in any kind of interactions you've been in with them? I mean, I know some people yes. have bad days, but then there are also people you get the, kind of the feeling that they're like that all the time. I especially got one. when you hear other people talk about that. Awesome. I knew you would. That's why I decided the reason why I named <laughs> The reason why I'm naming names is because I definitely confronted this person. So I feel like... So they know it's coming. They already know. I've like, it's like, you know what I mean? So anyways, and I've talked about this on, um, throughout the years on my sites, like my members. So people kind of know, but not like on a like general scale. So (sighs) I love the show, Mary of the children. Do you love it? Yes. You seem like a Mary with children lover. Hold on. Let me take a hit of this first. I got a story for you, brother. I grew up with uh, Mary with children. Obviously, had a huge crush on Kelly, as did every boy or man of any age who's ever seen that show. What about Peg? Yeah, uh, she actually. I did a um, few months ago. I guess it was. I did a sitcom, hottest sitcom MILF ever tournament. Obviously, Gloria from Modern Family ended up winning. That was no surprise. But Peg Bunny, I think, made it to the final four. It was uh, she surprising. She should. Absolutely. So. Um, love Mary with children. So it, this actually goes kind of with the Gary Busey story. When I talked about how that's how I became friends with the actor, Andrew Koenig, that was in it. He played boner on growing pains. So, um, we hung out during the shoot and I liked him. So we decided to go out on a date. And the thing is, is like the timing of it was really weird because when he hit me up, it was like a couple of days before I was going to go have plans to go to, um, I think it was somewhere in Beverly Hills. There was this cannabis event. And now this is before it was very mainstream. This is when you definitely had to have a recommendation. It was more like on the DL kind of thing. So me and my two homeboys, we were like, yes, we're going to go. It's going to be awesome. Um, there was a sushi place near that area. So we're like, we're going to have sushi afterwards, whatever. So when Andrew hit me up, he was like, Hey, you know, do you want to go to this, um, vegan potluck I'm going to. And I was like, well, I have plans that day, but if you don't mind, if you come pick me up or I'm at the sushi place with my friends, I'll go with you, whatever. So that's exactly what happened. And, um, we went to some, like, it was really crazy. I went to some place. I want to say, I don't even know where it was. It was like away from Hollywood, like not too far (laughs) minutes wise, you know, 
but I want to say like we're going towards the mountains, which I get, like I live by the mountains now, but um, it was like in the middle of nowhere. And I was at this house and there was a bunch of like, and at the time I, you know, I was vegetarian already, but I was no, no means a vegan, but it was a vegan potluck. And I'll never forget that chick, Bethany, that has like the skinny bitch franchise. I don't know if you're familiar yeah. with that. Well, she was there. That's where I met her. And there was a lot of like, like there were some authors there. So like the, the celebrity level wasn't like pop culture, you know, people or like whatever. It was like a different kind of crowd. And I loved it. I loved it. And I had such a good time. And then afterwards, um, we went to this bar because he was going to drop me off with my friends. And I was like, you should definitely come hang out with us because I'm having such a good time. And he was like, oh, okay, awesome. And I'll never forget it. Uh, we went to this bar called The Happy Ending. And every night when it's like the last song before they kick everyone out, they play uh, New York, New York. So I'll never forget. We were like, me and my friends and Andrew were on the dance floor and he had on these like sandals and he was kicking and, like my friend would always say, Oh, I'll just remember Boner kicking his little legs because he had shorts on. <laughs> and we it was like a movie, you know, it was like, oh, it was like a movie. Bless his heart. And um, so then afterwards, we're like, let's go get some food. So we went to one of my favorite places, which is on Sunset Strip. It's called Mel's Drive-In really cute place and so we had an awesome time it was I felt like I was in cloud nine it was a magical night I had my friends you know Andrew I was like wow he's so awesome and so we're coming out we're getting ready to leave and I see this dog and I was like oh my gosh and I was like oh my gosh your dog because I'm drunk right and very medicated I was like <laughs> oh my gosh your dog can I pet him and then he goes well you're already doing it real crappy and I look up <laughs> And it's freaking Bud Bundy, David Faustino. And he's giving me the most crappiest look. <laughs> now, I don't know if he has some kind of issue with Andrew. They're both child actors. Who knows? Maybe. But he was just, like, giving me the death stare. And I was like, wow, like, that's really rude. He was like, oh, yeah. He started, like, getting all crappy with me. So my friends know me well enough to be like, let's go, Shelly, because I'm right about to go beat up bud bundy <laughs> so <clears throat> i thought about it and it bothered me so much that i was like you know what he looked like he walked there i feel he lives in that area so anytime i go to mel's i'm gonna document for my website for my members bud bundy watch because i'm gonna get him because something that i don't really talk about that often but if people who know me in my personal life know this about me it's like these things happen to me all the time where celebrities will, I'll have a real negative experience with them and then I'll end up seeing them in a different setting and then I get to tell them exactly what I want in a good way though, because I have a lot of time to like, it bothers me. And then the reason why it continues to bother me is because I see them on TV or like whatever or like the Doug Benson thing, I would bump into him. It's like, <laughs> it, it triggers it all, right? <laughs> So I knew, I knew one day I was going to see Bud Bundy again. So I made it a thing, Bud Bundy watch. I have my camera. Oh, let's see if you, I'm at Mel's today. Let's see Bud Bundy. So a couple years go by. And of course, like people in my personal life know this. Well, I went to this um, 
Halloween party that Carmen Electra was hosting at this really cute um, cantina in Hollywood. And um, the people I was there with knew the Bud Bundy story. And there I was just having a good old time. I had my poncho on and woo. And then my friend's face drops because they know how I am. They go, oh no, oh no. I said, what, what? They're like, <laughs> Shelly, Bud Bundy's over. I was like, where is he? <laughs> So I go up to him and this is, if here's the thing for any of you celebs out there that creep on me, cause you've had personal experiences with me. Let me give you a little insider of the mind of Shelly. Okay. If you're a man, I know how to deal with you. I do this and it always works whenever I do this to any of you fools out there. Cause you think you're all like your little ego cause you're famous. No. So I do this thing where I make my vibe seem like I'm interested in said person, like Bud Bundy. So I float on by, he looks, I smile. I go and I'm getting some chips because it's Cinco de Mayo, or not Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, um, it was a Halloween thing. So like mm-hmm. I had, I was like, there's some chips. It, was, it had a Cinco de Mayo um, theme. It's the whole thing. Like the day of the day kind of thing. Yeah. It was a theme. So I was getting the chips and I'm like looking and I have my little outfit on underneath my poncho. So I take my poncho off to reveal my outfit. And then he comes over. I'm like, oh, hi, da, da, da. And then I was like, it's so interesting. Um, I've met you before. And he was like, his face like dropped. And I think he remembered me. And then I was like, oh. And then so I go laying in on him and he was like, I was a dick to you. I'm sorry. And I was like, I almost took a bump. I was like, no, I was not expecting that, right? And then he goes, hey, and he calls over um, some dude he was there with. I can't remember if it was like his agent or manager or just a friend. I can't remember. But he brings it up to him. And so we start having a cool conversation, actually, about how he was going through a really rough time and da-da-da. And it was really cool because, like, it still doesn't give you a pass to be an asshole, but we all get there. And it just really made me, I, I felt that was the payoff is like for all, like for a few years there, I was like, Bud Bundy watch, oh, I'm going to get him. And so what's interesting is after that had happened, I would do autograph signings that were not wrestling conventions, but like there would be a bunch of different types of people, whether it was a horror thing or, um, whatever. So I started to work a lot of conventions with him. And I thought that's so interesting because it wasn't the other way around. Like my whole, like telling him off moment didn't happen at one of these things. It was at this party, whatever. So what was, what's interesting about that is I'll say this. I still saw these, and I don't want to say this in a hurting way but just like to sum it up I still saw him do these douchey things which is exactly why I had an issue with him and was on Bud Bundy watch because he douched out on me and so when I had that really cool conversation it's like okay cool we're good so even though he always was very nice to me and respectful to me after that I saw him douche out to other people and it just made me like oh but then there was this one time um I guess he was going through a really bad time and the way it was is like behind like where his booth was I was behind it so you can just move the curtain and see that person Mm -hmm. 
he was so sickly hung over and smelt like booze and did not look well. I just will never forget. He pulled the curtain and he looked at me. He was like, help me. And I was like, Oh my God. Wow. So <laughs> it's like, so interesting to me, this thing with Faustino, because it's like, if I would have met him in a different situation, I would have been like, Oh my gosh, David Faustino, how cool. But instead it was like in this like moment and it was in a bad time in his life because of things that were going on. So he was like being an extra dick. And then <clears throat> he was going years later through other things and I'm physically seeing him not being well. And that was like, wow, that's so crazy. Like for whatever reason, I was meant to like have these weird interactions with Faustino like that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, whatever's, but <clears throat> I haven't seen him in a really long time, but I talked to somebody that knows him and not too long ago and they were like, oh my gosh, like he's so happy now and blah, blah, blah. So I really hope that's true because at Absolutely. the end of the day, I was just like, <sighs> being a child actor is really rough. And we talked about mm -hmm. this before, but Macaulay Culkin is because like, it's just different. It's different experience than when people come here, they move here when they're like in their, you know, late teens, early twenties with the dream. Like that's a different set of like yeah. situations that happen. But when you are a child actor in this town, it is completely different. And, you know, going back to the thing with like, even Andrew, it's like he committed suicide. And it's so sad because on that day, I remember I had this conversation with him and I was really hurt in life at that time. So at the time I would express myself, every other word was the F word. And I just remember he was looking at me and then he goes, you know, there's so many other creative words you can use. And I was taken back. Like I was like, ew. And I was like, but you know, and then I started thinking about it. I was like, but you know what? Like, sometimes like, I just feel so much. I feel so much. So when I say it, it's like putting emphasis on it, whether it's like a good positive or a negative or whatever. It's just like, you know, and then he just was like looking at me and I felt so judged and that made me so mad. And he was just like, but you're so much more than that. He's like, one day you'll get it. And it rubbed me so wrong that like we ended up like we never had another date after that. We actually had a falling out, <clears throat> um, whatever. So when I found out he passed, it was really sad because I was like, wow, here's a person who felt like they just like were nothing and like they just were better off dead. But here's a person that through all those years that what he said haunted me so much. But then as I experienced life more and grew, I knew exactly what he was talking about. I knew exactly what he was talking about. And so that helped me align with the being that I am. And I continue to try to be one of, one of the cocktails of things, you know? Mm. So when I found out he killed himself, I was just like, Little does he know the impact all these years he's had on my life in a positive way where it's like me saying, I get it now, has evolved to many times going, no, now I really get it. No, 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 now I really get it. No, now, oh my <laughs> gosh, now I totally, like it continues and like 
that's what that short interaction with me and him did to me for me. And it's so crazy that surrounding that night was also this Faustino thing that like had its own little story to it. And then the Gary Busey thing had its own little story. So this dazed two, what is it called? Dazed two something. You guys got to go watch it because that little movie, that little bit part I had, it just brought all these elements of my life together that like was just so meant in a weird way. That's why Macaulay, Macaulay, I'm telling you, <laughs> you need to come on, please. Hey, may we get David Faustino on here? <gasps> Watching you, go, uh, I don't remember any of that. I uh, he's involved some of in the cannabis industry. He's a medical marijuana patient. He's been on like Dr. Dina's show and stuff like that on cannabis radio. <clears throat> I've heard rumblings in the industry that he can be douchey at times. So when you, as soon as you said "Married with Children," I knew you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Although I've heard that uh, the guy who played Al can be kind of a douchebag too sometimes. So. Oh my gosh, I, I watched this video. I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. I think it was like recommended to me or whatever <clears throat> on YouTube. And uh, it was him and he, um, Al Bundy. And he was like at a sit down interview and he was talking about uh, Marcy, um, Amanda, how do you say her name? Burns, Burns, or something like that. And um, he was talking, oh my, I'll, this may, I, this made me cringe so much watching this because I am such a fan of his work. Like, I think mm. he's a great actor and knowing how him and Katie Seagal, like had this whole like live bit that they would go and travel with, with these characters. Like, it's just like, that's in a different vibe. And I just, it's like vaudeville almost to me. So it's like, I really appreciate him as a performer. So I was ready to watch this interview. Like, Oh, yay. And then when I went, I was like, oh, my gosh, because he was talking about her. He was like, you know, before she came out, he pretty, this was sums it up before she came out as being a lesbian. She was real cute. The Marcy character was real cute. But like the more she embraced that and then the more she became like a director and everything, then all of a sudden you see the Marcy character be more butch like like it's just like mm. and he would talk about how he would mess with her and butt heads with her. And I was just like. You know, I know there's two sides to every story. I'm not saying that she's, you know, an angel, like whatever, but the smirks he would make when he was saying it, like there's still <laughs> some hostility there. Like if you're saying something like, oh, that happened, we're stupid, mm -hmm. blah, 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 whatever. That's one thing. But <laughs> he was almost like, yeah, I'm telling you guys what really happened. Hey, Amanda, you watching? Is that the uh, was that the same interview where he was talking about her wedding and why he wasn't invited to her wedding? Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I've seen that video before because she didn't invite him because she told him that he would just be sitting there making fun of her, marrying another woman. Yeah. And he said, "Yeah, that's true." And he started laughing. He saw how yeah. ridiculous it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was him and Faustino. They were giggling <clears throat> about it. Yeah. They're, yeah, we would be over there. Da, da, da. And that's the thing is like even though like if like. Marcy Darcy, where's this video at? If Marcy Darcy um, has her issues too, that's fine. But I also have seen an interview with her where they kind of try to bait her to like say something about him mm. and she doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. And she <laughs> ends up paying him a compliment. And 
you know, even if that's her just trying to look good and maybe he's like, oh, that's just, she just wants to look better. And let's say she's over there being like, yeah, haha, I'm not taking the high road. I just want people to think that. Let's just say that, okay? I still can respect that she decided to take that high road instead of, you know what I mean? And I'm somebody, I'm over here telling people things and whatever. So whatever, but I don't know. I don't think I'm over here smirking going, oh maria no it's like i'm tired of hearing about it so yeah maria if you want to come on cool if not that's cool too you know yeah when he said and he just got he was so he was laughing so much about he wasn't invited to this wedding because he was going to make fun of her during her wedding it came across as extra douchey to me this person you work with who's supposedly your friend or at least your colleague at least you can't be invited to their wedding because you can't control yourself and ruin their day you know what kind of reminded me of it reminds me of like that old man river mentality here in hollywood he's just very old hollywood he's in that group of dudes and that's just how they are and you know it's crazy because i have like a love-hate relationship with those types because especially when i was younger and i would be going to like these different crazy like parties and stuff like that um I preferred those old man river guys. I liked them. They were old school. You know, I, I liked the conversations I had with them. Um, I'm not really like, I, I like to have fun and whatever, but I'm not like really a loud person or anything like that. So like, I, it was weird. It's like, I always ended up around these like different types and Although I appreciate it, the older I got, I just kind of saw how like some of that behavior is just just not okay, dude. And at the time, I just didn't think twice about it because I was young and I just thought that's just how it is, whatever. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Ed O'Neill, freaking, he's good though. He's good. Okay, days two, right? Days. Volume two, sick, nonsense. <laughs> That's why it's hard to remember. Let's see. <laughs> see? Days, volume two, sick, nonsense. <laughs> Probably could have picked a better title. I've never seen the movie, but I mean, seeing something more, something shorter, more compact, more memorable, if you will. You know what? I don't think I've seen anything outside of my scenes. I think we should, maybe we should try to watch it. <laughs> exactly what I was thinking when you first brought it up. I thought, like, well, maybe we can, maybe that's something to do. If we get the technology. Maybe we can watch it. Working. Yeah, dude, we totally should. Oh my gosh. We should watch some of my matches, especially the ones that people make fun of me about. Like this one <laughs> I had when I was, I, okay. So I was in TNA for um, about a year and then I quit. And then, um, later I tried to go get my job back and then they had me on this pay-per-view and I had this match that started off really good and it ended up really terrible and so like people um for years make fun of me about it I have awards for winning like the worst match ever and all this (laughs) and the thing is people think that it hurts my feelings I laugh about it and on my old Instagram or actually it's on my YouTube I'll send you the link um after we're done but um I was messing around with my green screen years ago and my sister um, bought me this shirt a long time ago that said like 
um, the world's best women's wrestler or something. So I put that on and I put the green screen behind me and I put the botched move on there and I put the prices right. And I went, oops. And no one reacted to it really. And I'm like, where's the sense of humor? And then it's so funny because I'll poke fun of myself like that. And there'll be fans being like, don't talk about yourself like that. Like what? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's freaking funny. Can you appreciate my freaking joke? Like you guys are all like, Oh, Shelly. Oh, that's the worst (laughs) match ever. Oh my God. And it's just like, it's funny. Yeah. That sucks. That happened. It did. It's freaking funny that I went from, 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 oopsie. And world's best woman's wrestler shirt on. Come on. That's funny. Sometimes the internet doesn't appreciate what it is. <laughs> Watching some stupid cat video from 10 years ago. There's other stuff going on. But it's interesting because it's almost like they rather, like, this is how I feel about it. It's like, okay, so you guys all think it's funny to have different podcasts where people talked about about me about it. Um, on YouTube, there's been many videos about it, people commentary watching it. And that's all okay. So people literally making fun of me is okay. But me making fun of myself is not only not okay with some people, but crickets. I'm not getting the views at these videos that they're making fun of the same thing. Isn't it more funny? And why don't people want to watch mine more? Because I'm the one that was there doing the (laughs) F up spot. Like, why do these dorks over here that just want to like, make fun of me get more views on their video than my funny video yes we'll definitely we'll screen that the the show the video and uh do commentary and i will make fun of you and i by the way i taught myself how to do the green screen thing Mm -hmm. so i was real proud of it i put time and effort so you know i think we should do just that what you said i i invite you to laugh it up Cause it's funny, but that just goes to show you, I guess, how people really are. It's like an experiment, like the boobs versus feet. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like you guys will go and let this guy make a decent amount of money on YouTube off that video, making fun of me. Can you let me make some money off of it? I not only am making fun of me too, but I put some lighting up. I put that green screen up. I had to make sure there was no creases. I had to teach myself how to edit it and that like messed up so many times and I finally got it right. Like, come on. People don't appreciate things. (laughs) One more great idea because I come up with so many great ideas during each episode. One more great idea before we get out of here and take one last rip and let Shelly go rest and recuperate. recuperate. Um, How interested would people, wrestlers that you have wrestled with, how interested would they be and getting together for a Zoom session to roast Shelly Martinez. <gasps> See, there you go. I know people, and they're good on camera, too. So, first of all, the ringleader is going to be Francine. I'll tell you that right now. So, I'm going to text her and let her know. And um, I'll tell her, hey, you know, I'm going to have stoner Jesus hit you up. You need to be the ringleader of putting this together. And I really hope we can get somebody that doesn't like me. Absolutely. And uh, we can make it like a bonus episode. We're going to put it behind a paywall and put it up on YouTube and have people watch it. 
I would love, because I know openly two fellas that don't, three that don't speak well of me is, and it's out there, so I'm not being a bitch by saying names, is Gangrel, Sandman, and uh, my old LAX partner, Sean Hernandez. Now, I feel that Sean would never do it because that's just not what he would do. He's too angry. But I feel that maybe if we offer Sandman like 50 bucks or something. (laughs) (laughs) You know, to get on here just on the roast just for five minutes, brother, $10 a minute, 50 bucks. Francine could put it all together. (laughs) Because Sandman does not like me. I will. Uh, I'll tweet Doug Benson to see if he's interested. Ooh, see if we get a hold of David Faustine now. Maybe Gary Busey <laughs> want to come on. I don't know. We'll Dude, I, been try- I tweet at Busey all the time because I want him <laughs> to like. Here's the thing. This is why. I randomly will bug Busey because I want to know if he remembers that that moment we had it, and I kind of feel he would because like that's a days volume two sick no nonsense or whatever. It was a trippy thing. So, like, I feel he remembers that shoot. And I just want to let him know that what he told me about being with the person that you're meant to be with was absolutely true. When he said, if you don't sit there, if you sit there and your panties don't get wet when you're just thinking about them, that's not the person you're supposed to be with. And I get it now as so much. So I just want him to know that. Mr. Busey, I want you to know I get it. I totally get it. You were right. Will be able to come on the roast. I'll also be tweeting uh, at Young Bucks to see if they will be coming on the roast. Yes. Do you know what? Here's the thing. Another reason why I should by design like them. They are all about the jokes. And I feel that maybe maybe there's a decent shot it's not a it's not a no it's not a mcgee <laughs> hey maybe mike mcgee wants to come on and arrest you <laughs> hey mcgee let's talk about a big it. break <laughs> <laughs> McGee. oh wow well that was awesome another awesome show yes thank you shelly for coming through under the weather many great stories Many clips. <laughs> These episodes, I have to stop myself from cutting out clips because I don't give too much away because there's 10, 12 <laughs> things every episode that I could clip out and I just I have to refrain. Like I pick my spots and hopefully get the attention of some people you're talking about on Twitter and see if they'll get a response. <laughs> they'll, they'll say about things. <laughs> we'll get this roast together. That'd be awesome. Doug. Uh, I can even stream this uh, right from Zoom live to uh, YouTube. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll get Francine to get in touch with you. Awesome. We'll definitely get this put together. Oh, and by the way, if we can do it, my birthday is next month. There you go. There's no birthday better Rose. birthday present. I mean, people you've worked with rip you a new one on the internet. Oh my gosh. Vince McMahon, will you come on? <laughs> Maybe he's not busy. I don't know what he's up to. Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Guy, I bit my toenails. <laughs> I will tweet everyone invitations. They will all get invitations. All of them. <laughs> Shelly, thank you. Go get some rest. 
All right. Rest your voice. This is important. It is. I lose my voice. I'm done for. <laughs> it's okay. Left. You still you still got your feet, so don't <laughs> you don't need to worry I'm about hoping. it. I don't have to count on that though. Be unfortunate. It's my backup plan. It is. <laughs> it's good to have a backup plan. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Shelly. Have a good night. You too. Bye. <laughs> Bye.